Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He's actually drinking beer today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm off hands on the, on the beers, yeah? I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> what are you, you saying anyway? Yeah, no, good, man. Good. Sorry I'm late. Just, um... Well, this, you know, this is the... This is, like, the first weekend. It's not the first weekend, but we've got no football this weekend, right? No Premier League. Yeah, is this surely... Do you, you, you boys must hate it as much as I do International Weekend. Oh, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. It's rubbish. I think I try and switch on... A game, normally the England game, so it's on. Otherwise, I'll be pretty depressed with no football on or some shape or form. So, right. yeah, I don't, I don't watch any of the internationals bar England in the background. It's not even a go-to, just in the background. You need a little, little fix not, of football. Not France or Brazil or nothing like that? Not really. Not into major tournaments. This is what I'm saying. So, that Premier League's so good because you can just put so much football on and watch it, whether it's match of the day or whatever, or just watching the live games. This it wasn't always like this, though. I remember, like, I mean, maybe when we were younger, we used to look forward to the internationals or the international tournaments anyway. Is that, I think that's just died out because of club football being so much better than internationals. Yeah. I think there's, um, there's, there's, there's a lot of, whether it's tournaments or friendlies or qualifying, there's so much international football, I feel like. With the, it's just too much sometimes. It's been a tough weekend with no football, or a tough week to no football. We've got another week and a bit to go, so. Yeah. Just um, I was going. I'm gonna just gonna show you something very humbling for us at the minute. So we're six episodes in. We've been recording for one month, right? And we've got listeners from obviously the UK, the States, Belgium, Ireland, Estonia, Hong Kong, Canada, Croatia, Romania, Dominican Republic, Nigeria, right? It's a it's a fairly global spread. And just for football in, on a global scale. I don't know, you, you boys may agree with this, but I feel like even on a global scale, Europe run football. And then if you dig down into a little bit more, the Premier League, La Liga and Serie A are the three top leagues. And then you've got the rest of them, which are almost, you know, run by single-handed teams, really, whether PSG, Bayern Munich, Ajax, whatever. So on a global scale, what I want to get your views are on is the MLS. Because in the last 10 years, I feel like players are going there as a cash grab. You see Henri going there. Um, obviously, Beck started it off. Robbie Keane. Um, Vieira went out there to manage. So my question to you is, what, are you, what is your perception of the MLS as a fan from the UK that probably doesn't check much into the MLS? What, what do you guys think about it? Do you think it's um, a place which will provide good footballers? Or is it just going to be somewhere where people retire? And you know, I don't know, I don't know where you guys want to go with that. I think um, for me, I, I think it's in its infancy, um, so they've got to start somewhere. Money talks, so there's obviously a lot of money pumped into football. Period. Uh, America's a rich country, so 
there's going to be money floating around um, and they're going to try and mirror what the, the Premier League is essentially because that's the only sort of height you can aim for, right? Best in the world. Um, so there's always going to be money involved. But I think for me, it's in its infancy. Um, it's interesting to see um, David Beckham's team in Miami, whatever they're called. Um, they haven't really started how they wanted and they're in a bit of a, a sticky wicket here and there, I think, with the results, what I'm seeing. Um and, and unfortunately, you do see a lot of players towards the end of their career going into the MLS rather than starting their career. But Alfonso mm. Davis, did he started there, didn't he? Uh, well, he's still pretty young, though. He's just 21. Yeah, but, so. but he's come from there, isn't he? So I guess starting position. He's Canadian, so I don't, I don't know if he actually played in any of the MLS clubs, but I would assume he's at, he's been at Bayern for a few years at least, so... There's a couple. I mean, Josie Altador is is the, is the name that pops into my head as a, as a kind of recognised footballer from the states. Um, that's of, of of decent quality. But Ram, I don't know what your thoughts are on the MLS and how much you kind of looked into it. Jim. For me, it's um, I think it's more of a sim- similar to uh, probably what China is like. People just going out there, get some money, retire. I don't think it'll ever be a big thing in the US because they've got. What they've already got there are four sports out there already. Um, whenever I speak to family in, in 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 the states or Canada, they're like, "Don't even watch it. Don't care about it." They've got the the big the big thing is American football, then basketball, ice hockeying, baseball. They don't even think about football as a as a sport they want to follow. Whether that changes in the future, I don't know if bigger names go there. But I don't see it. Same, like, big, big, bigger names going there. Like Zlatan's been out there. Beckham's Massive been out right. there. You know, um, Carlos Vela. As much as he's not a big name, he's not a household name. He's still a, 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 a renowned international. Um, you've got um, what's his name? Went out. David Villa went out there. Um, Thierry Henry went out there. Yeah. Um, Tim Cahill. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 these are Premier League international. You know, European names that you go, they're big. We can't, we can't mess around and go. You know, they're just starting off their career. I think, unfortunately, because it is a slower pace, it's still, like I said, in its infancy. These players are going out there looking like superstars, um, and therefore probably inflates sort sort of like their their, their skill set maybe, um, and makes them look like superstars when they're not. Um, therefore, it, it probably discredits. The, the league a little bit, I'd say. In terms of um, the level of football, if you took um, the level of play, so you took some of the teams like um, uh, LA Galaxy, New England, uh, Miami, and you put them kind of in England, at what level do you think they need to be, they would be playing at? Do you think they could compete in the Premier League? Do you think yeah. it would be Championship? Do you think they'd be League One? I mean, where do you think the level of football would be, Ram? I would, I would say League One probably. Maybe even League Two. I mean, depending on the really that low. Yeah, mm. I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I'm only going off by little clips I've seen here and there, but I think the level of play they have there, even though they've got huge stadiums, I don't think it's anywhere near the Championship level. Definitely not Championship, but it's got to be League One or League Two for me. You know, I've, I've, I've been think... playing with these teams on FIFA as well. <laughs> they're they're just trying to play with them on FIFA is frustrating. Yeah, I think for me it's a bit around um, probably at best towards the latter part of the championship, maybe the bottom tier. Um, maybe like the standard isn't great. You're right. Uh, you know, I, I do feel that, that that I resonate with. But yeah, I don't think they're as bad as League Two. I think that's a lot of discredit, as we're saying. I know there's a single, single. There's a single players there like Zlatan, um, uh, and, and David Beckham and the likes. You know, these are individual players, but let's be honest, they're better than League Two. And one person doesn't make a team, but I don't think they're as low as League Two. I think bottom of the Championship maybe on the way up, but it's for me it's infancy, infancy. The infrastructure's still not there, and they come. And it's about getting getting these teams better. I think it's probably the level of play you see around them, right? If you look at the UK, our main. Our main game is football, right? So you've got, as a, at a grassroots level, um, all of these guys pick up a ball and play from a kid and they probably steal, sharpen steel and they all get better. But in, in America, if you're, not a, if you're not a kid playing football, I'm 
assuming, as you say, RJ, they're in the infancy. So a lot of these guys are going to football late in their career, i.e. You know, 12, 13, 14, starting to kick a ball, which is too late anyway. So they're almost a little bit rigid in their technique. And maybe that, that, that shows in how the league is played, kind of tactics, um, speed of the game. You kind of get you kind of gain that when you play against players who are sharp as well. Um, so I think you're right. I think that it is in its infancy. It'd be interesting to see where it goes. Go around, sorry. I just feel that the way the, the players that you see coming up in, through the MLS, I think when it comes to football, what they call soccer, it's their fifth choice sport as in trying to make it as an athlete because they will yeah. try for the other four sports first, and if they probably fail at that. Then they'll probably come back to football. Yeah, but don't you think? Don't, don't you think? Sorry, so don't you think mm-hmm. that's purely because it's in its infancy stage? I would say, as a sport across the world, football is the biggest by far. Oh, hundred percent. But so, so as a global sport, and that's fine. But as a global sport, and the way everything moves forward, it's only going to get better and bigger. Now, will it overtake those major sports? Probably not. But if the gaps. 15 years away, you go in the space of time that is 10, 15 years, I think could be up there and you'd get some better calibre coming through. Grassroots gets better. Their foundations are stronger. You produce better players, back to Sook's point. So I think, will it ever, will it ever outweigh, you know, American football? Probably not. But actually, I think it won't be the fifth sport in the next 10 years. I think it will outweigh sports like ice hockey. I think it will outweigh sports like you know, basketball, that's a big call. But actually, outside of America, how big is that sport, really? I know there's a lot of sort of European, I'm not sorry, in the Olympics, it's played yeah. for themselves football. Um, how big is basketball outside of America? So I think these individual sports, yeah, America's a big country, a standalone country, they, they do their own thing. But I think in the next 10, 15 years, you'll see the growth of football um, in America and, and you'll so, produce more better players. <laughs> In terms of that producing the players, then so we've seen in the Premier League, we've seen people like Clint Dempsey, Brad Friedel, um, more recently Pulisic, right? He's um, for Chelsea, yeah. he's American, right? Are we going to see more players coming from America? Or do you think really it's going to take time to find that talent? There's an American-born player coming to the UK. Do you think there's an attraction there? Do you think there's enough of an infrastructure to be able to produce players to come to the UK? I think you've got these ballers like we've just mentioned, going to America, building the brand. So therefore, people, kids are looking up to these players, looking up to these teams, and therefore grassroots is getting stronger. The foundations are being built. So given time, players will come out of this infrastructure. Um, However, right now, you're finding the odd one, the diamond in the dirt. Whereas in the future, you have, I I, I can't, I I don't disbelieve this, but I think you'll get more quality coming out of that purely because the infrastructure is there. So I think it will take time. And like I said, I keep saying it's early stages for them. It's very much in its infancy. Um, and players will come out. I, I, it won't not happen. Football just won't stop being played in America. We're talking about women's football now. Now look how early stages that is in real terms. You know, the, the, if you look at the standard, if you look back even five, ten years, I, I, you know, with all due respect to women, um, the standard was really poor. It was laughable at times in comparison, you know. But when you look at the standard now, when you look at the standard now, I would say it's improved like 10, 20, 30 fold from where it once well, was. The, yeah. uh, the, uh, the women's football, the women's team have won the World Cup, right? Their, their version of the World Cup a couple of times, I think. And I think they've just won a, a case to now demand equal pay. I mean, so that's, it looks like it's, that's it's growing. It's, but but that's it's definitely a topic for itself. But it's, it's mm-hmm. growing um, in America. So, you know, you can, you can have at least more young women wanting to play football with it, earning the same as men, at least on the international level anyway. Yeah, and I I think, like I say, another 10 years, if we're still around doing this sort of podcast, then fair play to us, but it'd be nice to sort of see where the growth is and and what we're coming out, what's what's being produced. Because America, South America, ain't too far. And let's talk about all the South Americans that are coming through. How easy would it be for them to go into the MLS and play their game there if it was at a better standard? Right now, it's not a draw two because... Why would I go playing the MLS, which was such a poor league in comparison to European football? Or, or that's a good point. Yeah, you know, but it's so close. You know, so how can South America produce such quality talent, and then America not be there yet? So it's only a matter of time. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Have you got any, any final any final thoughts on the MLS? I mean, uh, I'm just, I don't think it'll be what I just think it 
thinks it will be. I think it's going to stay where it is. Like, you'll probably get a slight improvement in play, but I don't think it'll be at where it probably at South America's level. I don't think you'll get half of that. Yeah, it's interesting. I think time will tell, right? Time will tell. Um, but that 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 came from um, one of our followers called One Dollar Large Fry on Reddit. He's, a, he's from America. I gave some good feedback recently. Um, so I appreciate that question. Um, so the, the topic for this week is around the best Premier League seasons of all time. That probably we can remember. We, we're, in our, we're in our 30s. So it'd be interesting to see what our, our instant thoughts are and then what we think is probably the best Premier League season of all time. Um, I don't know if you guys got any kind of early shouts, but maybe the 99 season for United, what they achieved yeah. in that season. Yeah, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to top that. But was that was that single Premier League season? I know they won the FA Cup, they won the Champions League. But was that single FA that single Premier League season outstanding? Was it was it the fact that they're playing all these different different um, tournaments? I think I think that was outstanding because of what they achieved as a team all round throughout the whole season. They played on three different tournaments. And one, I can't remember the Premier League season in that much detail. To be honest, I think Newcastle finished second. I think yeah. as, a, as a standalone, I think that Premier League season was a grind. And if you took that, if you took that season as a standalone, it probably wouldn't get in the top three or four. But I think, as you said, Rand, because of the um, because of the other things that they were competing in, yeah. the hard the hard graft they had to do in the Champions League, and then the, the kind of that week that they had with the FA Cup final, and I think the Champions League was just around the corner as well. Um, maybe that maybe that Premier League season was was up there. I don't know what your thoughts are. Maybe the same season or something else. Yeah, I think it depends what angle you go to because you go as a standout performance from a team. You could argue that probably that was by far the best, right? Arguably because of what they achieved and the team they achieved and some of the players, um, the teams, sorry, they played against. However, if you think about seasons that were entertaining, I think. There's numerous seasons where you go, you had Arsenal May United going toe to toe, game after game, so close. Who's going to yeah. win the title? That's mm. entertainment for me. That's some of the best seasons for me. You know, the invincible season, you go, for me as an Arsenal fan, that was amazing. But for you boys, it's probably like, no, nah, no, nah, that was painful. You know, or for you, Suck, it probably wasn't because you was an Arsenal fan back then. Whereas yes. for Ram, you know, or, or, or even, even, even like the Man City's 100 points or their so first league win. If we stop on that, we go take it season by season almost. So that, that invincible season, um, I think it was almost it's almost like a, a movie. What you're watching a movie there, right? Because especially in the latter parts of that that season, you think, can they still do it? Can they still do it? You know, the, you, you think back to those games like um, I think it was a three-two win against Leeds. Where you see players just step up, um, and then you know at that point they. I think at that point they were probably already pretty much winning that season. But you know they were to keep that that unbeaten run going. Um, it was at Highbury, which again I think is as much as the Emirates has got one thing. I think Highbury was a little bit magical with what that had. A lot more magical. The Emirates is a fucking dive in yeah, atmosphere. So I think I think that I think that is a special season. I think that again is almost a standalone because again, if you put it up against some of the the highest scoring point seasons that we've had, it really yeah. doesn't doesn't stack up. But the fact they were undefeated. I mean, you know, it has to be up there, right? Yeah, yeah and, and I think this is my point. And Ram, sorry, I've interrupted you there. Sorry, <clears throat> it's just when you go, I think every team or every fan will have their best season, which will be for their own reasons. And I think you know, a Man City fan will go. Actually, the best Premier League season was when they went 100 points or they won their first, you know, dramatic end of end of season finale game against um, who was it? Uh, QPR. QPR. You know, so I think those sort of end of seasons where you haven't won it three, four games out, you've won it right at the last dot, for me, is more memorable. But I don't know what you think, Ram. I mean, the Invincibles is, is special, isn't it? I mean, going the whole season, be, everyone's tried to do it since. No one's been able to do it, I think. I don't think anyone will be able to do it. Nah, it'll be, it'll happen. But, it'll but, but, but if anyone who does do it, they'll probably be a, better, a lot better team than what Arsenal were at that time, I reckon. Well, it depends how they do it. If they do it with yeah. a bunch of draws, as in a load more draws than what we did, and a lesser yeah. points tally. But, but but that's the thing. I mean, I think I don't know how many points Arsenal got that season, but it wasn't it wasn't loads. Was it? I don't I think, think 
you can afford to draw that many games now, in this current game of football. It doesn't happen. That's no. true. I think if, everyone if, stepped up. Every team stepped up in in respect to three points, three points, three points. I think we just did a good job of ensuring that we got the most points on that weekend by not losing. So if it's one point, everyone else around us was dropping points to zero points. So we were still getting the one point, if that makes sense. Yeah. So where where would you rank? So if we go uh, just slightly more in the future then, and Mourinho's Chelsea, when they came and almost dominated the league, it didn't even look it didn't even look like a thing. Um, no one could really get close to them. Where do we rank that? Uh, obviously bringing all the, all these new players and we we saw the likes of Robin and all these guys coming in. Mourinho's uh, first season when he won it, I think it was, it was right after the Invincible season, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't remember Mourinho's teams playing good football. I think it was just like they suffocated the team. They've got a lot of one nils. They were very defensive, and I think they they've got the record of at least least amount conceded goals in the season at fifteen. I can't even think about any team not conceding more than fifteen goals in the season at the moment. It's mental. Right. Yeah. Um, is, that, is, that, is that an actual thing? 15 goals? Is that what it was? I think it was 15 goals a whole season. 15 goals. That's carnage. That's, that's, that, that in itself, in my Man mind, C- in my Man mind. City beat, uh, Man City beat United 5 0, like, at, at some yeah. point this season. Right? Yeah. In my mind, that holds greater accolade than Arsenal's Invincibles, that's, only conceding 15 goals. If, is that, that, look, if that's true. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, know, I, know, I know it's 15 goals, but how many, that's how many they conceded the whole season. I mean, as a defensive unit, that team was amazing. Mm. But I think I, I don't think I could rank it higher than the Invincible in terms of what the achievement was. I think yeah. the team was brilliant, but I think Invincible was probably still a little bit higher than the Mourinho's team. I think someone will top it. Someone will top that if they go Invincibles and they double up with the Champions League in the same season. That would just top it for me. That you go best in, the, best in England undefeated and best in Europe undefeated and what do you want so then if we again move into the future a little bit more we had quite a bit of um, back and forth with Chelsea uh, and Man United winning winning quite a few of the few of the leagues and I'm sure there were some impressive moments in there but um, I don't know if, if this sticks out with your mind but obviously when Man City came as the noisy neighbours and won the league I think they were knocking on the door for a couple of couple of years with all their new signings all the investments but as you mentioned it, that last game against QPR, the 3-2, and the Aguero shout. I mean, you know, as a, as a back and forth, and to win it on the last game of the season, yeah. uh, I think it's probably one of the most impressive feats outside you know of the big, big teams. It's, it's entertainment value. And as a, mm-hmm. fan, as a football fan, that would go, I think, really high in the rankings because you go, for as a football fan, I'd go, that's amazing. Toe-to-toe, till the end, Fergus on half the screen, Pep's on, oh, not Pep, was it, um, was it Mancini? Mancini, yeah. Yeah, Man- Mancini's on the other half of the screen. Fergie's finished. He thinks he's won it. They've got wave, they're waving their hands in the air. May not get ready. And bang, Aguero, done. And that is like last day of the season, major dramatics. That's, that's like, you know, that's what dreams are made of. You can't win it in a better fashion. Did you watch that game live? I, yeah, I, yeah, I did. I did. Mm, I don't think I watched it live. I think oh, I was right. listening to... I was watching like you know the Sky Sports News when when they've got it in the background they're watching the sport yeah. like the I think I watched on that which is just watching that that, 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 game, that that game right. was nuts I mean considering City were two one down I think was it up until the 88th, 89th minute mm. and yeah, to come back and win that three two those that three four minutes of football was just nuts because for me as a as a Liverpool fan I didn't want Man United to win another title so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when Aguero scored, I mean, like, I was jump, I was jumping up and down, and shouting and screaming. It was probably one of the greatest football moments I've seen. As a, I think as that a fan. I think that that probably you know that moment really sticks out more than any moments of like a, a Chelsea 04 or an Arsenal 03. I mean, for me, Leeds the Arsenal Leeds match sticks in my mind in the 03 season. Um, but that moment is a seminal moment, probably in Premier League history, to be fair. I don't think mm. there's any bigger moments maybe in Premier League history than that particular I, goal. I think you're right. I think it comes down to what they've done since. If that was going to be the standout, only only Premier League trophy that they win, social media adds to that because you just hear it. Oh, where are, where are. You yeah. hear it again and again and again. And yeah. you go, oh, what a season, what a season, what a finish. But if they didn't back it up year after year with what they've done now, 
you'd argue and go, yeah, that was a point in time, one moment, they haven't done it since, we move on. But I think due to the fact that you've got social media, constant reminders, and they've built on the back of that, I think you're absolutely right. For me, that stands out more. It's, it sounds crazy to say, but in my mind, that's 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 a you know that stands out more to me than even the Invincibles, and that's unbelievable to say because I'm an Arsenal fan. So then, if we move forward, so um, I think Chelsea won the league with Ancelotti, was it? Uh, no, that was that was before City. Uh, they when, the 2014 season, I think they won, didn't they? I think that was with Mourinho again, wasn't it? No, no, right. did they win at Mourinho and then then Conte or was Conte first then Mourinho? Mourinho first then Conte. So is it more impressive for Mourinho to come back to the club and win it in a different era of football? Um, they had, they had the unfortunate bit with United with Terry's missed the penalty, but is it more impressive for Mourinho to come back um, after being? I don't know if he was was he sacked. He was sacked, wasn't he? I remember that at the game. They sack everyone. Yeah, they sack everyone. Yeah, he, I, comes, I think, he comes back and wins. I think for me, that's that's not a standout season. That's a standout performance as a manager. So for mm. me, that's not that's not like a oh that, that Chelsea team. You know what a season. That's not that. That's like a fair play. Mourinho is the man. You know, not a Chelsea is such a sick team. They, they deliver such yeah. great results, and that's a standout season for me. The Arsenal Leicester season was more magical in in respect to the back and forth, the back and forth. Who's it going to go to? Where's it going to go? That was more of a standout. Let's talk about that one then. So, um, let's not. So (laughs) that was obviously so. At that point, Arsenal had won their last league title in two thousand three, two thousand four, with the invincible season. Um, Chelsea came in, did their investments, won a couple of leagues. United did what they did. Uh, and this almost felt like the the stars were aligned for Arsenal. The only team in front of them was Leicester, fairly juvenile team with some really good players. City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, they must have gone to bed for it with them. I don't know where they've gone. Um, this should have been the season, hard, right? What, yeah, what that, happened? Less said the better, really. Um, even against that, even against that Leicester team. Four minutes to go, I think. Robert comes on, scores a header, two all, I think it finished, was it? Two one, three two, mm-hmm. two two all, I, I think. And you go, that's the season, this is it, we're, we're SARS. But, you know, we're not the biggest bottled jobs in London, we all know who that is, that is Tottenham. Uh, <laughs> and we bottled it that day, you know, we bottled it that season. We should have won that. That could have been, again, the catalyst for change at Arsenal, and we, we didn't happen. So I think it was a good season for the neutral, uh, for a football fan, I think it was a good back to back. So for me, Back to your question, I think there's loads of seasons out there which are good performances by teams. So Leicester, yeah, great performance. What, what, like a flash in the pan, a miracle. You know, you go, wow, they've, they've delivered that and they've, won, they've won that league. But for me, as a, as a football fan, I, I, I prefer that sort of entertainment rather than like like a, a United treble season because that was great. That was impressive. But entertainment value, back-to-back, end-of-season dramas, that, that's what I like. I think history is always good, and obviously the treble winning season was a history, historic season. I think the same for the Leicester one, to be honest. I think in terms of achievement, you've got all these big dogs who always win it, and you've got this yeah. almost underdog-style team um, who had a, a few really uh, amazing players to be their standout stars. If you look at them now, the way they've gone, Kante, Mahrez, It's true, but they weren't... They were good players, but they, they weren't exactly the players they are two, three seasons later. No, but like, they, they've developed and obviously... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, think, I think the point is that they weren't... The Leicester team were a a great outfit, but they weren't the complete article. They won that league with a, with a large bit of luck involved, I'd say. What I, mean, what I mean by that is, on paper, you'd say, this team ain't doing it, can't do it. Good, good players, youngsters coming through. They were young back then. Yeah, look where they've gone to. But Vardy's still smashing it out. Fair play to the loyalty that he's given. You, you look at um, Kante, yeah, again, he's gone on to bigger and better things. Amazing, you know, arguably should have been a PFA winner in there somewhere. Um, you go... Um, Mahrez. Some, yeah, Mahrez, look, go on to Man City. You think Schmeichel could absolutely do better than Leicester. Um, you know, so I think the players went on, a lot of key players went on to be bigger and better players. But that season, again, was just kicking on. I think, it's, I think it's difficult for me. I think it's going to be diff- difficult for us to debate 
uh, a better season in terms of achievement than Leicester's win. Uh, I think it's. I don't think it's going to be the biggest miracle in football, right? I mean, Leicester to win the league like that. Is it a miracle though when you do it over thirty-eight games? You know, if if you, I think stars stars are aligned. That's what I'd say. Not a miracle. Everything just went their way. Everything worked out for them, so that it was just like this is destined for us. The odds were mental. No bookies were like, yeah, we'll take any bets. Who wants to come forward? There's there's a guy out there that won major money on the back of it. Like it would, no one could call that. No one could call that as an achievement. Amazing, as a as an achievement that you start the start of season, and go. We want to win the Premier League this season. That was never on their cards. There would ne- not a single person in that team in that whole outfit would have said, "Our agenda is to win the Premier League." So I think, as an achievement, amazing. For a football fan, yes, brilliant. However, for me. I think this is going to be. This might be a contentious one, and we're going to come back to this when when we rank them. So fast forward now, we've got Pep Guardiola coming into the league. Um, Is he is he proven because he had an amazing Barcelona team again? Is he proven because he had every player with him at Bayern Munich comes to um, comes to the Premier League and has a hundred point season, never been done before. I mean, how do we rank that as an achievement? I mean, domination. I think Pep Guardiola comes across to England as a fully established manager. Um, he comes across as, a, I've got a point to prove here that I can do it in the best league in the world. I've done it everywhere else. Um, and he delivers. Uh, I, I think he, 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 like, he fulfils what he's supposed to do at a club that Man City is. Um, yeah. So the 100 points is like, wow. You know what a moment, the breaking a record, um, not unbeaten. I think if he does a hundred points and unbeaten in one season, yeah, I'd say standout best performance, uh, best best delivery in the Premier League. Uh, that the, goes um, that goes beyond the treble for me. Does the does a hundred points get tarnished slightly, knowing that they went weren't really deep in any tournaments outside of obviously playing the Premier League, so they obviously weren't in Champions League finals and you know contesting massively for finals I think they had a chance to really focus on the league plus having a, a really strong squad 100 points is amazing but is it the greatest achievement in Premier League history you won the League Cup that season as well but, um, so the squad depth right I suppose yeah and I think the F- I don't know how they did in the FA Cup probably Arsenal won that season um, yeah Champions League quarterfinals I think that's how far they got but I think it's still a great achievement. I mean, was it seventeen? No was it the seventeen eighteen season? Uh, yes, the one that EFL that season. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I mean, you know, I think it's going to be difficult to not rank this high up in this in this table uh, that we'll we'll do at the end. Um, so the next season, uh, that was the, again they won the league that season again, right? Yeah, they won the league. I think they got uh, 98 points. Liverpool, and 97. Liverpool got 97. Yeah. So as a, as a spectacle, um, the 98-97 points, Liverpool-Man City playing top, top football, could that again be contested as, as one of the greatest leagues of all time, knowing just as a fan what you're seeing, what you're seeing is, you know, you know if, if, if 97 points is scored in any season, you almost win every league title before that, apart from the 100 points. Yeah. But yeah, 97 points doesn't win you the Premier League, 98 does. So surely this has got to be, you know, one of the highest rankings. So I think no, I think the, um, the 98, 97 points, I think it's a testament to Pep's team. I mean, he put every season his team puts together a run. And I think at Christmas, Liverpool were top and had like a seven, eight point gap on Man City. Um, and Liverpool did what Liverpool did at that time. They drew so many games. And City just mm. kept winning. They'd, and then from Christmas till the end of the season, City didn't lose a game. A single game. So, yeah. I think for me, it's not a season that, that stands out. And, and this is probably where my vote will go. For me, it's the, the year 17-18 and the 18-19 Man City back-to-back that stands out for me that actually dominating 17-18... 18-19, going back-to-back with Liverpool and still winning with such a massive points tally is the best season for me. 
in, in, in modern football. I think purely because it was such high class, changed the style of football. When you think about how many teams now play from the back out, yeah, everyone's trying to do it. And I think that stems from Man City's or Pep's way of football now. He's brought that mm. to the Premier League. And I think you see everyone stepping up a level. So for me, it, I'm not casting the vote right now, but that's where it sits for me. Though That double season of like whatever it is, 80, close to 80 games, is the best seasons for me. And then if we, if we move on then, and Klopp, and I think, and I think, if you, I don't know, if, I don't know if Man City run out of steam because they had a couple of incredible years, but Liverpool felt like they just steamrolled that season. And I remember yeah. COVID hit, and they and they finished, and they won it behind closed doors, and they almost went undefeated that season. And I think I almost think, but they didn't. Well, I mean, but they didn't. But you know, they steamrolled that season. They dominated everyone. Um, they didn't look like they were gonna. Um, you know, get close to losing that season. I mean, Ram, this was your first Premier League win. What were your thoughts? I mean, that that season, I mean, we just kind of picked up from where the previous season ended. I mean, we ended on 97 points, won the yeah. Champions League, and yeah. then we just carried that form into the next seasons. I don't think we lost a game until the following February to Watford. We lost 3-0 to Watford. Just before lockdown, right? Just before lockdown, yeah. And I think... By that point, I think, I think by by February, the new Liverpool going to win the league because I think there's like a twenty point gap in the next next team, which was City, um, and I think we also won it with the least amount of games played in the season. As well, I think we won it with 30, 30 games played, twenty nine games played, something like that. So, which is the earliest Premier League win of the season, but. I mean, it's, it's probably not going to go down as one of the best seasons, but for me, as a Liverpool fan, it's, it's the best season because it's, it's, it's a 30-year wait and it was just, it was magical. <laughs> All right, so how do we how do we rank the seasons? We've probably got the, the United uh, treble season, Invincibles, Chelsea coming with Mourinho, uh, City's Aguero um, final goal, um, Leicester, the City 100 points, City back-to-back again, 98 points, and Liverpool's win. I know we've dragged it out a little bit, but I just want to mention the United 08 team with Rooney, Ronaldo, Tevez. Mm. Won three Premier League t- titles on, on the trot. I mean, that was an amazing team too. Won the Champions we're, we're talking about we're talking about eras now, right? Because at least that, I mean, that there's a Chelsea era, there's a United yeah. era, and it almost felt like there was a City era as well, what you were describing, Arj. Um, maybe, maybe ranking it might be a little bit difficult now as well, but if you guys had to pick a season... That was the standout greatest of all time. Ram, what are you going for? For me, it'd be something like probably the Invincibles for me. I mean, that season, Arsenal were, I mean, luck, lucky in a few spots, but the way the football they were playing, there was, it, it was, it was, you were scared to play Arsenal, and Arsenal was just playing amazing football and just demolishing teams as well at the same time. Arch? Yeah, look, it's it's hard it's hard to disagree with what I'm saying. I think the Invincibles, it was a dominating team, and we had that absolute sort of dominance amongst the in amongst the teams in the Premier League, um, and we we're doing things and achieved what hadn't been done, it hadn't hadn't been achieved before, and still hasn't been achieved till date. However, I think um, the dominance that Man City has shown. At a time when everyone's moving forward, money's talking. Chelsea's sort of moving mad in in, in the in the transfers. Um, Liverpool's up and coming and smashing things around. Um, you know, Man United are still you know contenders and and putting in some great results. I think the seventeen to nineteen double season for me back to back is probably more of a stronger sort of. Outfit than 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 the Invincibles were, which is you know crazy to say as an Arsenal fan, but I'm I'm just being realistic on on what the team is, you know. I think um, for my my pick, I think I have to go with the Leicester Leicester uh, Leicester City win. Uh, I think it's difficult really because you've got clubs that are established like United, they were massively established in 1999. Um, you know how many how many teams had an Henri in 03? 
um, who had the money of Leicester, of, of sorry, of Man City to get these hundred hundred points and the ninety eight points. Um, the investment that Liverpool made as well to win. I think Leicester uh, just just had is like a working class win and a bit of a bit of luck and a bit of a prayer. So I think to be honest, for me it would be the Leicester season. Uh, we can debate this yeah. all day to be honest, but yeah. uh, I think we'll move on, Arch. No, fair play, fair play. I think I think um, I, look, I, I've got a couple of um, bits that I wanted to go through. Really, a couple of questions. Um, we've done this sort of debate thing in the past, uh, and it's and it's quite it's quite timely because we've spoken about some of these individuals, some of these managers, some of these players in this conversation today. So uh, there's no specific order. There's no sort of question one, two, three gets better and better and better. But just a couple of questions, really. Um, and it'd be nice if you've got the same opinion for someone to try and play devil's advocate in this. So my first question is, um, Aguero was a better striker than Henri. Agree or disagree? Jesus Christ. Oh. This is a pick em. This is such a pick em. I'm going to... It's so difficult, right? Because the, you look at the, you look at the uh, almost like the Twitter style comments, and they go, "Henri wasn't a big game player." But I think you know that semi final, uh, the Champions League semi final showed that he was a big play, big game player against yeah. Madrid and all this sort of stuff, right? Um, but Aguero is Aguero consistently against, against Roma, against Roma as well. Yeah, we're beating four nil, four one, four nil, massive. I'm gonna, okay. I, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna disagree, and I'm gonna say Henri, Henri. Uh, was a better striker and is the best striker in the history of the Premier League. The reason is because I I've never seen Aguero pick up the ball from the middle and and run past five players. Uh, I've never seen him back heel it into a into a goal. Um, that goal against um, Bartes, right, almost announcing him to the on the global scale. We oh, checked yeah. it up and just pinged it over. One of the great, greatest Premier League goals I've seen of all time. I think Aguero's got the best moment of all time. He scored so many goals, but for me. Um, if you ask me to pick someone to lead my team from the front, I would go Thierry Henry. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with something. I think Henry's not a lot better, but you know he's a better striker than Aguero. Um, and just for the reason Sook said, I, I couldn't, I couldn't um, add anything more. So I think that's perfect. I think um, so. The length of time that Henry was in the Premier League. Um, 175 goals, I believe he's got. Um, yes. Aguero's got 184. Any any thoughts on that? I think it's. I think it's. Um, I think Aguero played a few more games. Um, I also look at the team that he had around him um, consistently as well. Which uh, was designed I think, to just feed him the ball. Just feed him the ball. Feed him the ball. Um, and I also think he didn't have strikers around him that were good enough to hold that mantle. Balotelli never really did it, you know. Um, he was the guy. And even after kind of the latter stages of his career, when the rest of the team got stronger, he was still picking up goals. Um, so you go. So, so back, back back to your point. So Thierry Henry, two hundred and fifty-eight appearances. Aguero, two hundred and fifty-five. Yeah, but I think with Aguero, it, I don't think uh, that was ever that, yeah. It, sorry, sorry. He, he, never, he was never top scorer in the league in any of his seasons. I don't think for his club, but I don't think in the league. I think he's never top scorer. Okay, so you're both you're both saying that um, Tiram is a better striker. It's agree. a difficult one because you you, you look at you look at what um, Aguero achieved in his time. I just think Henri had to work a little bit harder for his goals. I know Arsenal were at one stage the best team in the league, but they weren't always. Uh, and Man City felt like they were almost always the best team in the league. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, fair play. Fair play. Um, my next question is: um, the El Clasico is a bigger derby than May United Liverpool. Jesus Christ! I mean, I I, I guess that's a matter of opinion. Uh, it, it, it's 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 hard to compare because if you if you're if you live in if you live in the UK, you know the Liverpool Man United game is, is is something in the calendar that you want to watch. It's it's never not shown on TV. Uh, with well, that's probably the same with the old classic. Same, as well. I was say, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're in the we're in, we're in the UK. There's a lot of football being watched. If, if you're brought, on, brought up in Spain, you're going to watch the old Classico. So it's difficult to compare the, the Liverpool 
Man United one, I'd say, yeah, for me personally, I'd say that's bigger than the El Clasico, but I'm a Liverpool fan, so that might be a biased opinion. I think it's slightly biased. I think, I think uh, uh, you're forgetting about the rivalry that, that is Real Madrid. Uh, no, but the rivalry what? is equal on both sides. In terms of passion, it's difficult to measure because obviously um, both teams and both cities have got huge passion. But I think because of the competitiveness um, or lack of in the last couple of years between United and City, uh, sorry, United and Liverpool, I think for me, I think um, Barcelona and Real Madrid might be more competitive, uh, might have a little bit more passion. And you're also seeing almost the best in class play each other every time. These are the top, top teams, like the Harlem Globetrotter style, you know, the, the best teams, the, the best players playing against each other head to head constantly. You saw Ronaldo best... and Messi constantly yes, exactly. playing each other. I mean, you know, if you, had a, if you had a debate, you wanted that debate, Messi or Ronaldo, right? You're seeing it. You see it a couple of times every year playing each other. I think it's difficult. Um, it's, it's almost what you seeing, you know, the two fastest cars racing against each other. You don't really see that with Man United Liverpool because you have peaks and troughs. At one point, you know, when United were at the top of their game, Liverpool weren't really there, and it was it was his, historically it would be a, a big big game. But you know, late nineties, early two thousands, it wasn't a big game. It was just hyped up to be. It never was competitive. Um, it wasn't competitive, but it was always a big game, regardless of where the teams were, because regardless of form and where you were positioned in the table that game, it didn't matter. I think. You know, I think because depending on what hyped up, was it not hyped up more to you know, you're drumming up interest, you're selling, you're selling your, 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 your sports channel to watch it. Was it I really think, competitive? I think, um, for me, the the El Clasico historically, as in maybe not the last maybe four or five years, the El Clasico was always a title decider in my mind. I agree. You watch, yeah, you I watch agree. the game yeah. and you go, whoever loses this will probably lose against them and the other person will win the league. Whereas the the sort of um, May United-Liverpool derby um, wasn't always for the title. It wasn't always a title contention. It was like, this is a game that is a rough and ready game. They all hate each other. It's all about the history of the club and who's got the better history and who's got the bigger history. And that's yeah. what the rival is based on. Rather I than... Right. I think um, Liverpool-United was a title influencer, maybe. Oh, United going to win it this year. It was one of those. Liverpool can Liverpool stop? Place. Can Liverpool stop Man United yeah. winning it? Yeah, yeah. Roles have changed a bit now, I'd say, and it's more can can Man United stop Liverpool from winning yeah. it? Um, yeah. And we'll see what that sort of unfolds in the next sort of four or five years. But it's an interesting. I don't. I think you're right, Ram. I think it's a matter of opinion, and, and a lot of debates always are. Um, but I always know up until recently, the El Clasico was was one of the only Spanish games that I'd always watch. Because yeah. it's that game. Just a quick question regarding that: Was that before Messi and Ronaldo started playing in it as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think El Clasico, with like even with like Figo, Beckham, you know Zidane, um, Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho, you know, yeah. for me that Roll. was still they, these were like best of the world players, you know, the biggest yeah. players. That this is this sort of clash of the titans, and I'd want to watch it sure. because of that. And and for me. That's why I feel as though during my era of football, that was a bigger, bigger pull to watch, um, but only by a little bit because actually May United Liverpool, what a game, right? Yeah, that's a massive game. Um, yeah. Again, the history behind the clubs and it's and it's English football, so it, naturally we watch that more so. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting to get both your opinions on that because it was always going to be a contentious one with Rambis Point Liverpool and. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so we debate most. Sure. Um, and then my, I've got I've got some questions that I'll go on to. Um, they're just filler questions, they're nothing major. But but this one here, I, I really wanted to think about this. Mourinho in his prime was a better manager than Pep Guardiola. So let me give you let me let me give you some. Go on, let me let me th- let me hear your thoughts first, and I'll give you some food for thought. I think it, I think a lot of this comes down to recruitment, and I don't think we ever saw recruitment like what Mourinho did when he when he brought that to the Premier League. You're given a bag of money, what can you do with it? And you, you bring people like Drogba, Czech, Robin, Kesman, um, Carvalho, all these players to the Premier League. Uh, okay, so now what can you do with it? You go you go and dominate the Premier League for a couple of seasons, like completely dominate it. 
Think bigger um, than the Premier League. Think bigger than the Premier League. They both managed so, outside of the Premier League as well. Yeah, and, and so he, he obviously won the Champions League of Porto, right? Uh, and it's an achievement. That is a hell of an achievement to do that. Um, he, he knew he was coming to Chelsea after that. I think we've not seen football um, like what Chelsea was doing in that first era. I think clubs were scared about the investment. Um, obviously, defensively, Mourinho knows how to set his team up. Um, but then again... Let me list. Let me help you. Let me list some yeah, of Mourinho's... Just, just before you do that, what, what, what years are we counting as Mourinho's prime? I'm, I'm saying Mourinho's prime as in... He, let, let's be honest, Mourinho's past it now. So if I said right now, it's Pep yeah. better than Mourinho, you'd go, hell yes, right? Yeah. But, but I'm saying Mourinho's history... Yeah, so Mourinho's history versus Pep's current form and what he's delivering. Mourinho's history is better than Pep's. Pep's a bit younger in his sort of infancy. I, I'm, so so the, the easy answer, and here's the easy answer, is Mourinho has a, has a more stellar career. And the reason is Champions League of Porto, he's won leagues of Chelsea, he won the league and the Champions League with Inter Milan. When me, Pep, I feel like, yeah. was developing, Real Madrid were... Uh, were the team, and he was obviously managing that team. Um, but he never won anything with Real Madrid, did he? Say again? Did he win anything with Real Madrid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, did. He, he won three three trophies in three seasons. Let me list off. Let me list off some of Mourinho's achievements. So um, you have to forgive the pronunciation and some of the Portuguese stuff here, but the Super Taca Candido de Oliveira, whatever that is, it's a trophy. You na- right? na- nailed it, mate. Nailed it. Yes, sick. Tacker de Portugal, um, Primeira Liga 2s, he's won two of those, FA Community Shield twice, Supercoppa Italiana, Supercoppa, Supercoppa Hispana, EFL, four EFLs, Coppa Italia once, Coppa del Rey once, two FA Cups, two Serie Leagues, one La Liga and three Premier Leagues is Mourinho. That's a hell of a career, to be honest. That's a hell of a yeah. career. That's a hell of a career. Now, now, so... We're saying that based on Mourinho's background, his history that we know and what he's achieved and the clubs he's managed, you say, yeah, stand out, right? Big achievements, big trophies. Let me just list uh-huh. off let me just list off to you now what Pep's won. Considering what Pep's delivering right now at Man City and the standard he's playing. This is this is what um Pep's won. Two Champions Leagues. Sorry, there's a Champions League in there for Mourinho as well. Apologies, that wasn't on the list. So he's won two Champions League, he's won three FIFA Club World Cups, three German Championships, three Premier Leagues, three Spanish titles, two German Cup winners, one FA Cup, four, I think it's five EFLs, isn't it? At this time of printing, it was four. Five EFLs, three Super Cups, two um, Spanish Cup winners, Three Spanish Super Cup winners, Jeez. and what's an English Super Cup winner? Is that Community Shields? Two two Community Shields. Um, does that does that change your opinion in any way? No, to be to be honest, I, I was I was I wasn't going to say Mourinho anyway. I was going to say Pep for me still because I think Mourinho he he's um. He's a, yeah, he's a great he's a great manager for what he did at his time. I mean, he's very he's very always defensively set up. But I thought Pep was just a little better than him. just the way maybe the way he played football. His teams were always entertaining, whereas Mourinho's always weren't. So I just based on that, think about I think think, a, think about Mourinho and the mind games, the media, what he did with against Arsene Wenger. You know, got into his head. Parking the bus. That term came from Mourinho's. Tactical sort of decision yeah. making, you know. Well, I know what I would say. Sorry, Arch. I don't think Pep had to deal with an invincible squad, right? Because you know, if you look at that squad uh, and that achievement from Arsenal, you think, man, this team's going to kick on. And all of a sudden, uh, Chelsea come in with this investment and this style of football, uh, and, and they dominate. And all of a sudden. Arsenal go the other way, and obviously there's there's conversations around stadium investments and all this sort of stuff. But you would have thought an invincibles team could kick on from there. Um, and I don't know if Pep has had to contend with that that level of achievement to try and overcome. Um, I mean, Pep has achieved so much, 
I feel like, especially in the early stages where you had the the best in class with Barcelona and that Messi in, in his absolute absolute prime, uh, and going to Bayern Munich and having a savage team there as well. Yeah, you're spot on. I think I was just about to mention that when you think about Mourinho, Porto, Inter Milan, yeah, yeah. Yep. Chelsea, second half, the second part of his season, yeah, yeah. Second. So, so you think actually, Mourinho, uh, you know, and Real Madrid playing, you know, with the goat, you know, you go, he's he had to really manage some big egos there in that in that Real Madrid team, and you'd argue that she's not great at doing that. It's his way or no way. Uh, Man United. I think there's a lot of trophies that were probably went unnoticed as well. His achievements with yeah. Man United, he, he yeah, won, he won three trophies. With Man he won three yeah. trophies that season, yeah. and and he's even claimed to say that finishing second was the biggest achievements he's probably ever had with that club, that team that he had. So you look at that. You're probably you know you're probably right. It's an argument yeah. for that. You probably you're, that was, yeah, yeah. So I think for me, perhaps still got a lot to do. He's got to land. He's got to land the Champions League with Man yeah. City for me. Yeah, yeah, with that club and the manager that he is. However, for me, I think Mourinho is past it now. His style is aged. Um, he's, you know, it, it's not where it used to be. And I think he gets that as well. And he hasn't done himself any favours. You'd never see Pep do... Pep doesn't ruin the brand of himself. He protects his own brand. Mourinho doesn't give a shit. He, he does what he wants to do. Um, and for me, he Mourinho set his way played it his way, achieved with some real unexpected teams and, he, and he's achieved at the biggest scale. Um, whereas Pep, he's very, um, he's Barcelona, polished, he? yeah, Barcelona, Man City, um, Bayern Munich, I think he'll always have that against him that says you, you can only manage the superstars, you can only manage the team that's got it all. Whereas I think for me, Mourinho did more with the lower level of football, as in more challenging and questionable teams that you say, how could they do it? Could they really do it? Is that possible? To win the yeah. treble with Inter Milan, I think that's always questionable, but he, he smashed it. Porto, yeah. Even, I mean, he's not going to win nothing major with Roma right now, but some of the football they're producing, again, he's not afraid to go to these, these smaller clubs, more challenging clubs and, and give it a bash. Whereas I think Pep, is, I think there's more to be seen if he does that or not for me. Yeah, interesting. Alright. So I think we've settled with you saying Mourinho and I think I think Mourinho. I think Mourinho. And Ram, you saying Pep still. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well that were my three main questions. Um we're an hour into it. Did you want me to drop out some of these questions that I've got or wrap it up? Yeah, give us another one. Okay. These aren't debates, these are just questions. Um Eden Hazard to Real Madrid was 115 million euros. This is the worst transfer in football history. Changed my mind. Convince me otherwise. Convince me otherwise. Harry Maguire. Let me let, let me <laughs> let, let me expensive centre back in the world. Let me can I let me take this one very quickly. So obviously, it was it was a huge signing, and the thing is, you sign it based on achievement and talent, right? At that point, yeah. I think Hazard had won a couple of. Uh, a couple of Premier Leagues he won the Europa League and the price tag I feel like is probably justified based on what he was producing Ram just said Harry Maguire and I would also throw in Kipper right as the two most inflated players who had to achieve nothing right Harry Maguire wasn't a part of that that uh, Leicester season he was on loan to Hull somewhere he had a really good one season okay, he played every minute of every game I think Leicester finished ninth Right, and they put an 80 million price tag on him. He's not, he's not lived up to that. So those two had not hadn't achieved anything. I don't think Kepa's ball has landed, has it? Since that that penalty <laughs> against Liverpool, <laughs> terrible, right? He's he's got Champions League on his resume. He didn't play. Mendy played that. Mendy was playing it, right? He might yeah. be the middle. So I think those two, for one, and that that's that's where you've not received, you've not had any kind of um, achievements, and you've got a massive price tag on you. The other side of the coin, you've got Griezmann, Dembele. Uh, and I think Coutinho, right? Yeah. Mega price tags. And if anything, that's been detrimental to Barcelona because they're going downhill since. So for me, I would say, if if you ask me to pick a player out of all of those guys to put in my team, I'd probably put Hazard in there based on what I saw in the Premier League for Chelsea. So, it, I mean, 100 million. And he's not also played a lot of games as well. Yeah, he turned fat into pizza boy. He turned into pizza boy. He's had injuries as well. He's had a lot of injury problems since he's been there as well. 
I, I've never seen anyone go from hero to zero that quick. Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, he's one of the he's one of the worst signings potentially based on what we're seeing right now. I don't think he is. I think Harry Maguire, Kepa. The name was two hundred million price tags, pretty chunky, and it's out there as well for yeah. me. I mean, yeah, Bruce, considering how much they paid for him, and he's not giving them anything new. I mean, yeah, he's they continue to win the league, but they've not done anything. Have they? They ducked out to Lille. Was it Lille, wasn't it? One season in five. Yeah, but my point is that they shouldn't be. They shouldn't have shouldn't happen. Happen. Yeah. 200 million no, price. It shouldn't, shouldn't happen. No, I completely agree. But you know, we've seen we've seen seasons where the unthinkable happens in Premier League as well. So yeah, it's even Mbappe, 180 something or 200 million he was as well. No, he's worth it. Man. He's definitely worth it. He's no, he's worth, no, 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 hundred percent. He's probably worth his price tag, but what they've paid for that price tag, he's not delivered on in terms of that he's, he's going to take him to the next level get him to European glory he's, Neymar and Mbappe didn't do that no no he's worth it I have I've got two the first one I want to throw out there because I'm not sure if it's been asked but if it has we can move on and ask the second one and I think I think we've asked this question I think Ram you asked the question but I'm going to throw it out there name a football name a footballer who had would have been mentioned as one of the greats if it hadn't been for injuries, I think we've done this one, but maybe no. We, no I don't know if we no. We've not, we've not covered this one. That's a, yeah. That's is, a tough isn't, one, isn't this one we do like Diaby and stuff? Or I'm, I remember saying Diaby, but I'm not sure if you said it was just in your clubs. Maybe that was in, that was in the last episode. That one. The last that's, episode. That's, that's the one that's never been never been uh, yeah, never been um, put out there. So, um, Owen Hargreaves, one of them. The, the knee surgeries as as one of the greats. Owen Hargreaves would have been called one of the greats. It's, it, it's man got man, man man got um, named on um, as a pundit the other day as it was like Man United captain as uh, Roy Keane, Paul Scholes as like winner of X Y and Z, and Owen Hargreaves' name came up as substitute for Man United. Yeah, but he never had the chance, did he? So he he, he, he had an early career at Bayern Munich where he was achieving. Came over to United and both his knees are popped. And Would he, he have been re- called one of the greats? It's difficult, man. I wouldn't put Diaby as one of the greats, I'll tell you that for a fact. The best thing he did was kick, he kicked, he kicked uh, John Terry's head off his shoulders. That's you, the best thing he did. Have you seen that? Have you seen clips of that guy? Seriously. Have he you seen like clips of Diaby? No, no, no. Forget what he looks like. Watch clips of that guy. I think... Not, um, no way, no way. Go on, go on, Ram. For me, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say because he had a great career anyway, but I think it could have been better was Michael Owen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think my, I think that the worst thing that happened was to go to Real Madrid, wasn't it? It was yeah. almost the worst thing that happened yeah. to him. Yeah. He, 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 he wanted to go in it. He wanted to go, you know, His career him. finished. His career finished by nobody tackling him. Do you remember that slow-mo? I remember that slow-mo <laughs> so vividly. Yeah. Oh. He just fell over randomly and his knee popped <laughs> off. And that, that was his career. Who else is there that had a, had some horrific injuries? Um, um, I mean, does Jack Wilshere count? Yeah, I think he had the potential. He had a he had a great deal of potential. I think injuries knackered him, but I think his um, extracurricular sort of bits yeah, kept I mean, him kept him behind. Line of well. Charlie from time to time. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> you know what? Arsenal are full of them. Eduardo, Cazorla, yeah. yeah. Reyes. Yeah. You know these are these are really broken legs and all sorts. Walker. Yeah. Ramsey was quite injury prone. Yeah. He had, yeah, he had that one, that, that one season of wonder, and then he went. Like they all do, Van Persie, one season of wonder, and he goes. Is there anyone else you can think of? Um, Sturridge, potentially. I mean, he, he, he was one season, but very injury prone. I think he could have been a lot better. I think, I think Torres. Torres is a good shout. Yeah, I think Torres because he wasn't the same player. But when he went to Chelsea. Yeah, I think he had an injury. Even, he, even even tail end of his Liverpool career, he wasn't the same player anymore. Yeah, he yeah, lost. He lost. He lost his pace quite a bit. Um, trying to think. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's probably more if you you know given a bit of time, you think about it. But I I, I think um, one of the greats, Owen Hargreaves. Jesus Christ! This is a joke. This. this is an absolute joke. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.